what did you guys think of the Gal Gadot cameo? And it's also, it's almost like it's even more confusing for casual fans at this point who are going to see these films, not knowing everything like we do, like our little bubble knows. Mm-hmm. We all know that this is all coming to an end really soon. Yeah. You got the Flash movie, you got Blue Beetle and something else. I think there's one more, the Aquaman 2. And that's oh, it. Oh, yes. Aquaman 2. And <laughs> it's insane to me that they, I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess at this point, they're just putting these movies out to make that cheddar cheese, which... From what I'm hearing, they're not making that much from Shazam so far. This baffles me. So Warner Brothers cancels Batgirl last year, saves them around $115 million on taxes. They're already in debt. Shazam 2 felt like, I, I, I this is just my opinion, but if they had let him sacrifice himself at the end, not had the Gal Gadot scene, I would have liked this movie better. Yeah, it would have been Because I know it's ending. Because I know that we're not getting Wonder Woman like that. Like it's... You're, it's like the Black Adam scene with Henry Cavill. You gave us something that's not happening. Yep. You, you teased yeah. us, got us excited for something that we're never going to get. And I think that does brand damage in a lot of ways that, yeah, I mean, because you said this, the bubble of fans that are passionate towards these things, they are very passionate. And you you almost need to like, I don't know, that that's just my opinion, but. Because I know it's ending, I thought it was a cheap scene. I'd almost rather him just come back and just the family be with him, if anything. Uh, not that I don't, I love Wonder Woman. I think Gal Gadot was a great Wonder Woman, but yes. I'm not getting Wonder Woman. Or if I am, it's going to be real bizarre and I need questions answered as why we don't Henry Cavill, but we get Gal Gadot. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the, my biggest problem with everything that's going down is they're picking and choosing who they're keeping and letting go. You know, as far as I know, we are going to keep Gal Gadot. That was something that Henry, I mean, um, James Gunn tweeted. He was like, yeah, it might Gal Gadot's happen. not going anywhere. I'm like, okay, what? but we're losing Henry and we're also losing Black yeah. Adam. That means you not- don't like Henry Cavill. Like, I wish they'd just say it. Well, wait, I was torn about this scene because as a scene on its own, mm-hmm. it was very enjoyable, right? Yeah. Right. I'll just get this out of the way real quick and then I'm going to get back to it. But, and then the other thing is Shazam, we know that Shazam was always part of the DCEU. But the connections were so strenuous up until that point. They were so stretched. They were really mm-hmm. tenuous that you're ending that Snyderverse, right? And Shazam didn't have to be part of it because in the first one, all you had was Superman's waist. Mm-hmm. And up into this part of the movie, all you had was Wonder Woman's back. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. he's talking. You know there is a Wonder Woman. You know there is a Superman. But you don't know that it's that Wonder Woman and that Superman until Gal Gadot walks in. So it could always be not part. You could just be like, you know what? It wasn't part of that. Because I don't know, the, it's kind of the same. I mean, the same but, Batarangs that we see in the first Shazam film when he's in the toy store, the same version of Batman, the same back of Wonder but, Woman in this movie. But so, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I felt like the connections were about as strong as like Ang Lee's Hawk to the MCU or the Netflix shows, which they're keeping some of the people and getting rid of some of the people. They're saying like that was sort of part of it, but not really. Shazam could have kept going and not, but like once you have Gal Gadot, it is entrenched and now it is over. Mm-hmm. I thought they're really making this too confusing. How you can't keep you can't get rid of Batfleck and Henry Cavill. And I mean, she was introduced in Batman v Superman. <laughs> you can't lose that Batman and that Superman and be like, oh, but that Wonder Woman is part of this universe. Yeah. <laughs> That's going on. That doesn't make yeah, if you're sense. gonna reboot, reboot everything. Give us yeah. a clean, completely clean slate. Yeah, no, but 
he's not going to recast his wife. He's not going to recast John Cena. He's not going to recast Waller. So he's his friends will get their roles. Yeah. This is something I think that's going to be explained in The Flash and something by the end of that mm-hmm. film, and I could be wrong about this, obviously. I don't know anything about the movie. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> but I think it's very possible by the end of that Flash film, we're going to be all as a fandom like, oh, okay, that's how they're doing it. You know, It's going to be something to do with time travel, alternate dimensions. Flash is going to screw stuff up, and I think he himself is going to be replaced by the end of that film. Oh, but, I hope so. Now that they'll oh, win yeah, me over if that happens, you gotta do that. <laughs> they, they, that will be a win for me. In fact, if they yeah. end the movie like that, I'm on board from the get go. <laughs> <laughs> but then Aquaman two comes out afterwards, so I don't understand the order, the schedule. Why not take the tax break? This movie made sixty five million worldwide with inflation and everything. You're talking about fifty to sixty percent less than the first one did opening weekend. And I'm sitting yeah. here like they had to know. I thought it was a streaming movie. I, I I just don't think you should have expected audiences to pay money to go. Like I enjoyed going, but every person probably was yeah. like, I'll probably save the 20, 30, 40 bucks. Or whatever. Well, here's the thing though about yeah. it should have just been a streaming movie. If they do that, they're not going to make a fraction of what well, they that's would true make. too. I get yeah. why they did that. Right. As far as financials go. Right. But at the same time, you know, like you're saying bone Bridger, it's not exactly great for their reputation. You know, it's and not. The, and the fandom yeah. is. If you're about to go through a complete reboot, if James Gunn is at the helm now and you're about to start something fresh, I think I, I say this in our personal and professional life here, how you end something determines how you start something else. I, I love post credits, but I like Marvel post credits because they, mm-hmm. they kind of started it. And whereas I feel like when DC movies started doing that, it's like, I don't have my own creativity, so I'm just kind of duplicate what someone else is. I completely agree that the payoff at the end, like if Billy had stayed dead, like let's just finish out these characters with an actual some type of integrity to mm-hmm. some type of timeline and universe, and let's just let them die and whatever is restarted, start fresh. Give us comp for the fans who actually want to go see the movies, give us some type of confidence in what you're saying you're going to create. Because I do have confidence in James Gunn because I think he's such an absolute writer, director. I was excited when I heard that he was taking it over. But at the same time, I'm the polar opposite on The Flash. I have no confidence in it. I would rather go in with minimal expectations Mm -hmm. and be just like overwhelmed like that. I just got an absolute payoff than to go in it with like, all right, they're going to steal this off right and be like, uh, they just did it again. Because then I don't want to go to see the next one. Maybe I haven't seen Black Adam, the the post credit scene. You guys can help me out. The the characters coming to invite him to the Justice Society. I th- they were in Suicide Squad, I think, right? Yes. His version. The, were so they in Black Adam, and did the, they do Justice Society in Black Adam? Yes. And the fun fun fact here: the girl, the female, the blonde headed girl that was you know recruiting along with the big guy, that's James Gunn's wife. And the and character there's some that- serious drama this week over that. <laughs> She plays the character Hardcourt. That character was introduced briefly in a smaller role in the Suicide Squad, but then her role was made a lot larger in the Peacemaker show because it was basically her and the big guy mm-hmm. and a few others that were kind of forming a team around John Cena's Peacemaker. It is very interesting, you know, why are they still continuing to give us these post credit scenes? Well, I guess we all know that his James Gunn's wife is still going to be in the new DCU. Yeah. The more I learn about this reboot, the less faith 
I because they keep trying to grab things that they like from what they had before. Yeah. They're not making that clean. The more you learn, the the less confident, like you guys are talking, they're not going to make that clean break. And it's not going to make any sense. If you try to do this mishmash multiverse, we drop this, but we gain that, you're going to lose huge swaths of the general public. I mean, we might follow mm -hmm. that. Right. That's what they, I think that they're underestimating is if they keep Ezra Miller, for example, they will lose a huge chunk of their audience or that audience will be really negative on it. it either way. I, I don't think that that, but if they keep certain characters, like you're saying, but then they obviously hired Henry Cavill in the fall, fired him when James Gunn was on board. And then the news came out that James Gunn was offered to write a Superman movie for DC years ago, said no. And now he's on board, but now it's not Henry Cavill. You can't pick and choose when the fans love Henry Cavill. It's, it's like declaring war. I, from a marketing brand business perspective, it's like, does DC just not, but I, I've, I've said this on my channel and I, this is the crazy, I'm going to be wrong about this. I don't think that James Gunn's plan happens. I think something is going to happen to DC in the next two years because of the money situation, not because of <laughs> them bailing. I just think if I'm Warner brothers, you got two Batman movies coming out in 2025. Something's not right about this plan. I, I don't know what it is, but. Uh, it's like you said, you, Robert Pattinson's Batman comes out and then James Gunn's Batman comes out. The common audience, that's just going to be confusing. In a lot of ways, yes, absolutely. And, and and we've talked about this on the show as well. I think it was on the episode that Dan was on. We were talking about the, the future DC slate. It is extremely like, there's some odd decisions that were made there as far as what you're starting your universe off with. Characters and groups like the Authority, Creature Commandos, that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, it's animated, so it's a little bit different, right. I guess. But you want to start off with your most yes. well-known, like yeah. Batman, Superman, bring the heat, baby. Yeah. Bring Lantern. Wonder no Woman. wonder they're $50 billion in debt at Warner Brothers. <laughs> like, I don't get this. Like, are they just trying to like Batman? They're just mismanaging it so badly. It's like Discovery Warner wants Disney to come in and buy DC. Disney I have buys started all the to things. wonder that. Is the goal here to put a plan forward and then sell DC? I know that sounds crazy, to people, but the move is to streaming anyway. So if you're Warner Brothers, you want everything streaming. DC doesn't really help you there. Why not sell a DC? I mean, you could get 15 billion almost probably. You could get a crazy number from Disney or Netflix or Apple. Apple could pay you whatever number you want. You could Amazon. just say, we want 30 billion. And Apple would be like, well, we have 58 billion in our back pocket. What would you want it in cash? Like, <laughs> It's a lot more likely for Apple to buy them at this point because let me yeah. tell you guys, Disney is, I don't think they're in a position right now where they can yeah. purchase Warner. Oh, yeah, no. They're Amazon. still kind of recovering yeah. at this point. There, and, there's and, bad stuff yeah. going on at Disney. Yeah, yeah, a lot of bad stuff. That's why Iger was brought back in. And, you know, mm -hmm. Chapek made a lot of very poor decisions, not just yeah. financially, but bringing his friends on board. And then also the whole Scarlett Johansson situation, how that was handled. That was a nightmare. You appease your star. You don't let it go to court. You don't let the, yeah, the one was, of the core pictures. You just give her the money. Ridiculous. Just give her the money. And like half your fan base is already mad that you made them wait that long to get the solo Black Widow movie. They felt like you should have done it 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now yeah. it's in the media that you under years prior. Yeah, yeah, give her the money. It was like a – I don't get that at all. Like I think that management is a problem, but you're right. The more I think about it, Apple – because they can play a different game. They can come in and say, it does not have to make a profit. 
Like we can buy DC and it doesn't have to make a profit. It doesn't really matter, which I, that scares me because Amazon did the same thing with Rings of Power. Like you, you don't really want that in entertainment. I'd rather Warner Brothers make good DC movies, but yeah. something is weird at Warner Brothers because of the money. It's Apple just getting would, out of control. Apple could just want to put bat symbols and Superman emblems on iPhones. I mean, oh my gosh, license. that's actually genius. I didn't think it about is. that. Just for yeah. the be, to sell phone cases and to sell like AirPods with like the bat symbol on them. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a, that is a great idea. You might want to trademark that that yeah, somebody needs to put that out there and say give us a cut we have gotten off topic but i'll i'll say this and get even more off topic <laughs> when it comes to the streaming i know that that seems like it's the future right now and it still probably very well could be mm. for the next five to ten years but eventually we're going to get to a spot where mm, we were like at in the late 80s or early 90s yeah it's like going backwards because mm -hmm. this stuff you know the reason it was so appealing to us all in the beginning is because it was so cheap and it was really only Netflix was the only player in town. And, you know, it was kind of easier for them to acquire these big name movies like The Dark Knight and yada, yada, yada. Well, now, you know, now that all these studios are getting involved, there's just a whole lot of money being pumped into this. Mm -hmm. And they're starting to see that there's really not that much. Like you get the subscribers every month. Sure. And once you get to Netflix numbers, yeah, there's profits to be right. made. And maybe you can make enough money to justify it. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know. But Disney's the day, not. They're not making it. So the, Yeah, the theaters are where they make their money. Yeah. And if they ever get away from that, it's going to suck for us as fans, not just them as studios, mm -hmm. but us as fans, because the budgets for films are going to go. Oh, yeah, the quality will change drastically on the big movies. Yep. And I'm already worried it is. I think we're already seeing that a little bit. because Probably so. Like uh, Marvel would be the first indicator, if anything, of anything changing. Star Wars just isn't doing movies like they're just yeah. not doing them. And that's um, like you said, there's your proof right there. It's TV all the way in Star Wars land right now. When people say this, you know, like are special effects really getting worse? I say this. Go back and watch the first Avengers film and look at how real the Hulk looks. We have not seen CGI on that level since that movie came out. At least I don't I'm not an Avatar fan. We may have gotten close in the Avatar movies, sure. But that CGI for the Hulk, anything that we've gotten from Marvel since then has not looked nowhere near as good as that Hulk. There's actually some evidence to back up what you're saying because a lot of the VFX people left Marvel for Avatar after Avengers 1 because they've been working on it for seven or eight years. And so the Peter Jackson people got on board. He Cameron hired the Lord of the Rings people, which was genius because they were the first ones to really go through it. He brought back his avatar people and he actually got people from Avengers one. And so <laughs> when you look at the Hulk, it's It's different people since yeah. then we've had. And so I agree with that. I think Avengers one Hulk is awesome. It's what I always wanted from Hulk. I was like, this is Hulk. He looks like a real person mm -hmm. straight up. Yeah. yeah. We just got him in She-Hulk and he looks like, <laughs> oh, bad. My soul just left my body, as you mentioned, the great She-Hulk show, which <laughs> tore my life apart. Actually, I can't complain. My so, YouTube channel is built on She-Hulk's bones. <laughs> that's why they call you the Bone Bridge. Yeah, that's what they do. It. Well, they get, everybody's getting confused. I, I didn't know everything we started talking about, but it's so confusing. You can't... It's too confusing. Since post-Dark Knight era, I think just the continuity has been like, yeah, we don't care about that. You can't tell <laughs> can't tell me people haven't been sitting at these round tables and like, should we not have more than one Joker or <laughs> should we have more than one Batman at the same, like that just, 
like stuff kind of ticks me off like really yeah. bad because it's they like, fire like, those people that question they're like should we not get out of here get out. well i can see the both sides to that coin though it's fun to me that they're going to have else worlds and be able to explore that because how cool would it be this is something i've often thought about how freaking cool would it be to see an Avengers film with all unknowns playing all the characters, because at this point we know who Tony Stark is, who Captain America, just a one-off movie about the Avengers, complete unknowns playing every single role and just kind of, kind of like an animated feature. I think that would be so fun. Now, yes, maybe it would be super confusing for general audiences. That's something that I don't think about because I'm not a general audience member. I'm a mega nerd. So I can understand all this, but if it's getting to the point where even Dan doesn't understand <laughs> and is lost, yeah. well, this must be good. Though yeah. I feel like you would enjoy it because Marvel built continuity first. DC hey. hasn't had any continuity whatsoever. They've poorly tried. As a DC, I was a DC fan growing up way more than I was a Marvel fan. Like, I had way more Batman and Superman stuff. Oh, yeah. Batman and Superman? They're second yeah. fiddle to nobody. Like, it, I just, man, and so, like, as I've just been frustrated. I, as a as a fan, they've just dropped the ball on so much. I was, I was a Marvel kid growing up, but the thing about, like, you know, I'm 42. My generation, being a Marvel guy just meant that you really loved Spider-Man. You didn't necessarily, yeah. you weren't into the Avengers. Exactly. Spider-Man barely interacted with them, right. you know? Yep. It was Spider-Man and Daredevil. I'll give you a hot take that that I think you might want to do a video on at some point is is I think MCU is headed for a reboot. They have to. They have I to. think you're right. I think it's it may not be soon, but it's coming. Yeah. After yeah, after Secret Wars. Sure. Do that. Yeah. I mean, you I, just I think got... it'll benefit. But but here's something else though that you you just you just mentioned that. Comments recently came out from Kevin Feige that he has no plans of rebooting anything. <laughs> For another 50 years. They need yeah. to reboot Kevin Feige soon is what yeah, they need no, to do. That's, well, look, you just got back to Fantastic Four and X-Men, right? Yeah. If if you introduce the X-Men into the MCU now, it's not that different than what Fox did because the whole thing that makes it different is you're interacting with the other heroes, but half of them are already gone. Thor's gone. Captain America's gone. Iron Man is gone. The big selling point of having the x-men and the mcu is they get to interact with ant-man and captain marvel (laughs) if only there was a movie that could have done all this and gave us all this multiverse of madness or something if only they took advantage (laughs) of that (laughs) i I know that was a big disappointment for me when it came to that but it was not enough of a disappointment for me to rank that movie lower than a nine because i thought that movie was freaking awesome yeah i actually do have fonder feelings towards it than i did at the time on a big perspective i hate it but on a individual perspective i kind of yeah i mean i had very high expectations i wanted to see the fox x-men pop up in that but I think that thirst is going to be quenched with Secret Wars. I think that we're going to get Tobey Maguire and Hugh Jackman on screen at the same time. We might even get the old Fantastic Four. I think that we're going to get some wild stuff in that film. It'd be cool to see Wesley Snipes come back and pat Mahershala Ali on the back and be like, you got this. Go get him, Tiger. Or <laughs> you know? take him out, take his stuff, be like, thanks for the upgrades. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> That's also a good choice. <laughs> yeah.